And we are back with another episode of the Harris Hotel. And I am your host, Jalen Harris. And man, it is back to be talking to you guys today, this episode. And wow, a lot of things have happened since I've been gone, since my last episode. A lot of things in the sports world. You got Julio Jones, Aaron Rodgers, the playoff, NBA playoffs, everything. College Women's World Series and softball has been amazing. It's been a good time for sports. And I think everybody is glad to be back in, in the stadiums, in the arena, in the arena, and in some capacity to be playing sports and watching it as fans. Now, as I speak of fans in a in a in that way, we have some unfortunate events of fans running on the court, fans throwing popcorn, fans spitting on people, fans saying racial slurs to T. Morant and Utah. And I'm gonna get to that in a few minutes, but that's just the certain things that be going on. As I speak of the, the college world series, college women's world series in softball, James Madison University. Shout out to them. They beat Oklahoma, the number one ranked seed. They were an unranked seed in a stunner uh, on Thursday. Yeah, I think it was Thursday. They beat o- Oklahoma, and that was that was a good game to watch. If you guys haven't check out the uh, college women's world series in softball, it is amazing. So, like I was saying, if you haven't. Check out my social media. My Twitter is Huddle Harris. That's H U D D L E Harris. H A R R I S. My Twitter is at, Her- at Huddle Harris. And my Instagram is underscore Harris Huddle. That is underscore. If you don't know how to spell that, I'm sorry for you. <laughs> but H A R R I S H U D D L E. That is my Instagram page. So get at me on those uh, social medias. Um, send me questions, DM me. I do polls sometimes on what do you think of Wendy series? What do you think this will happen? I just like to talk, interact with people who support me. And I just like to put my general thoughts out there. So, yeah, wow. So, it's NBA playoff times, and I know you can like, Jalen, he didn't talk about the first round. Well, I'm here for the second round, am I? I'm here now. I'm sorry, I'm here. But the Clippers are down 3-2 to the Mavericks. The Clippers look Mentally weak in this series. They are not hurt at all. Kawhi and Paul George are perfectly healthy. They got playoff Rondo. They got Luke Kennard, who I think hasn't played at all in the series. <laughs> they got the good Marcus Moore, the good Mark uh, Moore's twin. They got, um, I can't pronounce his name, the European Center. They got the world beaters. They got everybody, man. They're supposed to stomp out the league. It's supposed to be them, the Clippers, and the Nets in the finals. It was. It was supposed to be done deal, you know. They were supposed to be L.A., Battle of L.A., we say every year, and it might not happen since the Lakers have lost, but I'll get that in a second. But the Clippers are down in this series. Luka is cooking. I'm not going to give you guys the stats for these episodes like I usually do. I'm just giving you my thoughts that I have seen from watching these games and watching these highlights. Oh, my God. Luka has it out for the Clippers, and he is cooking them. It's not even like – um really the pick and rolls are just like, he's just cooking them offensively. Yes, they're doing a lot of pick and rolls, but they're not really like knocking them down or really hindering them. He's just really getting past them and seeing the open man and finding them and just using that unorthodox game and just the floater, the three, the two. The only thing Luka has been terrible at is really his free throw shooting, which is odd, but I know he's been hurt with that neck and shoulder injury. 
he's probably that probably has affected his form. But Luca is cooking. And if Hardaway Jr. Jr. and Kleber and Kristaps Porzingis play up to their ability, the Mavs can close out. I think their game is tonight. They can close out the Clippers tonight. But I don't know. It, it seems like at any moment the the Clippers and Kawhi and Paul George can just turn it on and just really just lock down. But I don't think that will happen tonight. And I think they're playing in Dallas, which is going to be – Great, because last time the last game there was in Dallas, Dallas was rocking. Dak Prescott was there. Uh, Michael Irvin was there. Man, they were rocking that. The the supporting guys hit twenty threes. They were the only team in NBA, I think, history to in the playoffs to hit twenty threes as a home team and still lose, which is odd. Luca needs to give it all out tonight, and the guys his supporting cast need to hit their shots. I don't understand. Kristaps Porzingis is seven foot twelve. And he can't make it work in the paint. He likes to shoot jump shots. Get in the paint. Even if you do, even if you do shoot jump shots, make them. But get in the paint. I know you're skinny. You're seven three. Just do a little hook shot. Do it up and under. You can just shoot over the majority of guys. Please help Luke out. They can really close out this series and move on to the next round. I, I'm here for it. I mean, the Clippers beat. All right, all right, this. We this. We the Kings of LA. We're going to win the championship every year. We got Pat Beverly looking like a pit bull, uh, attacking people, going after people, doing doing the dirty things, the shoves, getting in people's faces, being a dog. They got Rondo, and it still doesn't work. Every year in the first round, we are here at this moment. Now, this is going to be an interesting series because Clippers fans, Kawhi is a free agent. He can bounce on y'all. He can take his new balances and the uh, suburban and the commercial and ride to Miami or New York, wherever. We're not going to get in that. Maybe next episode. On, on to our next team. The Hawks. My Hawks. Ice Trader Gang. Ice Trader Gang beat the New York Knicks 4-1 to advance to the next round against the 76ers. And they should have beat them in a sweep. But I don't know why the New York Knicks put on a, um, a hellacious Game three, and I think uh, and, uh, they had a hellacious third quarter in either, I would say, game two or game three. They had a hellacious game. I think it was game two because the series got tied 1-1. So they were playing their lights off in that third quarter. But the Hawks dominated literally every other game. And I'm really proud of uh, Trey Young. He really proved to me that the playoffs, no really light is too big. Too, no light shines brighter to him. He proved that he played in one of the most toughest environments in the in the playoffs. MSG, their fans, they're rocking. They're obviously spitting on him, which is deplorable, and that fan should be banned. He did get banned, and I hope he did get arrested or gets the fiercest punishment because you can't spit on people, man. That's the ultimate disrespect. But you can spit on, you can say, F you, Trey. Trey sucks. He's overrated, and he's hooping. 30 points is the only player. Only player besides Michael Jordan to average 30, three 30 point games in Madison Square Garden. Just think of that. Let that marinate, like Mr. Moore used to say. Let that marinate, my former teacher. Only Michael Jordan has did, done what Trey Young, Trey Young has done. And the Hawks look good, man. All, all the all the support guys, except Gallinari, I'm going to get to that in a second. All the support guys are hitting their threes playing defense and showing that good tough mentality that 
Yeah, if the Knicks can get physical, we can get physical too. We can throw some bowls, we can throw some shoves. But I like the way they're playing their defense. They're playing crafty, they're getting turnovers. Capella is holding it down inside, blocking, blocking the ball, just being a force in that post and that low block. They didn't allow Julius Randle to go left. They did they I think RJ Barrett has that problem too, but he looked really bad this series. But, but I I attribute that to DeAndre Hunter's defense. He I saw him guard Randall. I saw him guard RJ Barrett and just take that number one option for the Knicks offense and just really shut them down. The only Hawks, the only um problem I would say the Hawks had defensively was just Derrick Rose. And I, and I would attribute that to Trey Young's size and just Derrick Rose being mentally tough and just being a vet and former MVP and just playing up to showing he still has game and he can lead this New York Knicks team. But unfortunately, it wasn't enough. And the Hawks are advancing, advancing to the next round. For that next round, playing the 76ers, Clint Capella would be the most important player for that for the Hawks in that series. The Hawks just need to continue their shooting and the feisty defense, like I said. That toughness they show, if they bring that to Philly every game, they will beat the 76ers in four or five games. Count it. Count it. They will beat the 76ers in four or five games. Ben Simmons can't shoot. Embiid is hurt with the uh, with the money. A slight meniscus tear, and I doubt he's gonna play every game or be as effective as he was in the regular season. So having Capella in their paint to either block Ben Simmons or just guard Embiid is gonna be tremendous because Embiid is not gonna be able to hit those sidestep jumpers or just go around guys or hit the fadeaways with the meniscus if he even plays. Because I know um, an analyst. Analyst on Fox or reporter on Fox said he had this new had this injury either two two years ago, and he he didn't play. Um, I think he made a. I don't even think he played eight games. He missed eight games, and then after that he tried to play, and then he was just out for the season after that. So this is the same injury and in, in the opposite knee. So it's just Ben Simmons, and as we all know, Ben Simmons has an issue with shooting, so he's only a threat from really inside and driving and really on the defensive and being overall facilitator, but he doesn't give you that 30 and 10 scare that maybe um, Embiid gives you. Now, if Trey Young continue, I think Trey Young will continue that force and the Capella being Capella and being a force inside, the Hawks should easily stop the 76ers. I think with their offense and <laughs> – I just I didn't mean to pause like that, but I just thought about Gallinari. I was gonna list out the people, but just Gallinari. Gallinari hasn't been playing well to me this this past series. He might be stealing stealing some money, <laughs> but he's really a the the only person on the court that's really a liability a big liability besides Trey Young in the defensive game is Gallinari. I mean, he's supposed to be that three and D guy or just a stand on the court and shoot some threes, be that three-point sniper, but he hasn't been hitting them, hitting them this series. But I'm not going to, like, really bomb on him for that. But you got to be able to provide something for us in that in that, um, in that that role. And I'm not asking you to sit in the chair and be an all-NBA defender, but just be admirable. Just don't let guys blow past you. But I think it's the Hawks play as a team, keep their, keep their three-point shooting up. I think almost like four or five guys are averaging like 40%, which is amazing. Herter, uh, DeAndre Hunter is shooting well. Trey Young, I think he's in the 30s%, but 
him and Bogdanovich had a, a slightly down three-point shooting series in the Knicks, but they're still shooters. So if you have four to five, six guys that can shoot, maybe even seven, and that's great. And I think their firepower outweighs the 76ers in this series without Embiid. So as I, as I move on to the next team, our next series that we're going in the East, the Milwaukee Bucks sweep the Heat. 4-0, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. I'm really going to talk about them with the Nets. The Miami Heat finally looked like what they should have last year after they went on, after they went on the finals, uh, the crazy final run. And, y'all, we we hyped, they hyped up Jimmy Butler a lot, dog. I'm not seeing the slander they get for LeBron. I know Jimmy Butler might not be a superstar, but who am I to judge? Who am I to judge? Jimmy Butler dropping 10 points, 20 points, 4 of 20. This is not looking well. He's not looking like a number one guy that the Heat expected him to. But I think this is the team that we all expected last year in the bubble, but we didn't get it. But Giannis and them came out to play, man. Giannis, Chris Middleton hitting that game winner in game one. They just came out to roar. Their bench players hitting Hitting almost record amount of threes, playing D. I see PJ Tucker out there hooping. Give me some shoes, man, please. But uh, if you don't don't know that PJ Tucker inside joke, he has even shoes that Carmelo does, doesn't even know he has. He he just has crazy amount of shoes. But anyway, back on topic. The Bucks can win the East if they just play together. Play together. I know they play the Nets in the next in the next series, but Giannis needs to average 35 points and go on a run like Shaq did in 2000 if they have a hope of winning. The Nets have three guys that can each drop, well that can drop 100 points collectively. But the the Bucks play great defense. They're a great team. They look more of a team this year and they look spread out like they have more of a plan. Budenholzer has more of a plan to, if Giannis gets shut down, they can funnel the offense through Kiss Middleton. And I like that he showed that during the heat, that he can hit those game one, that he can take over. He can score 20. He can score 30. They could depend on the bench. Giannis doesn't have to score 30 every game to win, but he can drop that 18, 20, and they can still dominate. And the Bucks, I think, I think this series is going to go to six or seven with the Nets because – if the Nets, the Nets don't have a true five. DeAndre Jordan shouldn't. DeAndre Jordan, I'm not going to say he should because he can. I'm not hating. He's an NBA player. But Giannis should destroy DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre, <laughs> I said DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan. He should destroy him. They don't have a five. Nick, Nick, Nicholas Claxton should not stop Giannis, the back-to-back MVP. He shouldn't stop him. He needs to be like Superman, like Shaq gifted him the, the Superman tag. He should play like Superman in this series. And I believe the Buck, he has to. He has to if the Bucks want to win. Now, if they just play that defense, they limit maybe Harden, um, Harden or Kyrie to 20. And maybe just, you might just have to accept the 30 from KD or the 30 from either one of them. But you have to limit one or two of the players. If you want to win, you can't allow each of them to get 30. You just can't. And I know Drew Holiday is, I would say Drew Holiday might be the most important player in this series to me because he, he is either guarding Kyrie. He's either guarding Harden. He has to put those clamps, put those, put that all NBA defense to one of them. He has to limit them to either 15, not 15 points, but 20 to 25, or just 
knock their scoring out of down to where the Bucks can keep up as a team. Because you can't let those three beat you. You have to let the other guys on the on the Nets beat you. And I th- I believe the the Bucks bench will come to play, but it's gonna be a it's gonna be a hellacious fight because the Nets look unbeatable. They destroyed the the clip the Celtics, stomping on the uh, logo, dropping a hundred collectively, cooking them, straight cooking them. But I think I think the lack of a center is really detrimental because when as we all know in the playoffs, the two becomes more important than the three. And I'm not saying none of those three cannot shoot the shoot from the two, but having a lack of a presence in the cent in the at the center or the five position just allows the team to bully you on the block and you, that could create the opposing teams like the Bucks from Giannis or from the uh, perspective or Bobby Portis. They can get more offensive rebounds or rebounds on the defensive side or just out rebound you and just punish you inside that you can't really stop if your shots are not falling. So if you're a Nets fan, you have to pray the shots are falling. But I I don't know. I got the Bucks in seven. I got the Bucks in seven. I don't think the Nets. I don't think the Nets are going to come out the East. If they prove me wrong, whoever meets them in the conference finals, that's going to be a tough game. I got I got the Bucks in this one. I think they're going to come to play. Now the 76ers beat the injured Wizards in five games. The only thing I have a and Ben Simmons and Embiid did play well mostly during the season, except that game four and them losing. That was really weird. Uh, Russ Russell Westbrook, <laughs> yeah, a good game. I mean, he played his heart out in those game. Him and Bill played his heart out in that game four to get to not get eliminated, and it was just weird. But in game four, Embiid did go down in that series, tearing his meniscus slightly. But I don't. This is the real killer, like, as I just spoke on. Speaking about the Hawks for the 76ers, they need Embiid. Embiid is the key to their team, MVP. Can get 30 and 10, get 35 points on a nightly basis. You can't depend on Ben Simmons to do that. And I'm not going to spend a a lot of time on this, but the Wizards, yeah. I think Westbrook is a great player, but I don't think his, like, overall skill set is – successful not skill set like his playing style is great without in the playoffs because he gives you a three and a four and 19 game but he ends up 19 points with 20 rebounds 11 assists but it looks good but he's shooting for 20 i mean he went through the free throw line 10 times made 10 of 10 or 9 of 10 and that's how he gets to 19 points but it's not it just doesn't look right. It just doesn't. I mean, I'm not gonna hate on them, but Russ, Russ shot. Obviously, Russ shot hasn't hasn't came to play. I mean, isn't isn't great. He isn't a great shooter at all. But I I think Russ Russ should really just dominate in the paint and leave it to Bradley Beal if they want a chance to win. Run the offense through Bradley Beal. Russ, Russell Westbrook could be that bull in a china shop to just attack down because when he just shoots and shoots and shoots, it's horrible. Like he should, he should strive on maybe fifteen shots and getting those rebounds and getting the assists, being a true point guard rather than just trying to be the hero, which he's 
struggling to be. And I, but I know Bradley Beal has been injured through the playing games, and um, and he got injured in that game four, which sucks. But it's not. I don't know what Washington needs to do. Them in the them in the Celtics, I think they need to get bigger in their front court. Get bigger. Rui Hachimura, Hachimura in the for the Wizards is a great player, but I need they need a five. They need a big guy. They need a they need a wing that could truly dominate. I know they drafted their rookie um from Israel last year. I know he I think he broke his leg, which is unfortunate, but they need a bigger front court. Them and the Celtics. And I know we can spend some more time in the episode divulging that. And I don't speaking of the Celtics, can somebody tell me why? Brad Stevens is is the good in the front office. Somebody tell me why. So he's going to now be able to influence the coaching, influence the draft picks. And Danny Ainge, you had all those picks that didn't go get – I mean, didn't go get Harden, didn't go get Anthony Davis, didn't go get this Kawhi. You could have just used the picks. You had 15, 20, whatever. I mean, I know I'm over-exaggerating it. Don't take my words as – that's the Bible, but he had 10 picks over like five years. Why not use it? Why? And as we saw for the Lakers, them losing in six to uh, the Suns, please stop with the assumptions that LeBron should have wheeled this team to beating the Suns. They're the seventh seed. LeBron is 36 years old on a hurt ankle. Kobe, rest his, rest his, rest in peace. Bless his heart. Kobe at 36 would not have beaten the Suns. I don't care. He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have beat the Suns on a hurt ankle. He tried to wield Dwight and them to the playoffs and towards Achilles. That is not a knock on Kobe. This is just fact. Michael Jordan would not have wheeled that team to the playoffs when you have Kyle Kuzma playing how he plays. We have Dennis Schroeder in game five, going for zero points as the NBA point guard. We have Frank Vogel not playing Montrez Harrell until he absolutely, need, absolutely needs him, and he's out of rhythm, and he, does, he hasn't played for four games or three games besides five minutes. Andre Drummond isn't really being a factor. He's getting – he just looks lost and looks – I won't say goofy because I I'm not an NBA I can't I can't do half of what Andre Drum does but he just looks out of place. I thought the uh, Andre Drummond was a better defender, but Andre Drummond helped more than players that were on the team. Kyle Kuzma was supposed to be that create player that come off the bench and create. If Anthony Davis is hurt, yeah, it's your time to shine. You can shoot. You can do this instead of in your regular. Rotation, you can't really dominate the ball or whatever. Or just shoot and be creative how you want to be. You just limit it to that kind of spot-up shooter role. But the Lakers need to blow up that team. Lakers fans need to be grateful that Dennis Schroeder didn't sign for $84 million when he had a chance. They need to blow up this team. They need to get shooters. They need to get 3 and, three and D guys or just three-point shooters. They need to get a – I'm not saying these guys have to be an all-star. They have to get a guy off the bench that can create, like Lou Williams or whatever, or Jamal Crawford. They need one guy to just be able to create. He's not a star, but he knows who you can give them. 
and sign shooters and get a legitimate athletic big, not a Marcus All that's 35, but he's a smart player. But he's get a Dwight, get a Darrell McGee, get a Hassan Whiteside. You need those type of guys to win. You have to bang against Jokic. You have to outshoot and score with Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. You have to get those type of guys. We all thought they were going to have a nice season, but it just got too cute. I mean, they kind of got too cute. And Montreal, the guys didn't fit. I did like the roster, but they just didn't fit. And they didn't fit for this year. And this has been a, it's just been a terrible year with injuries. Now, credit to the Suns. Devin Booker is a superstar. Chris Paul is a dog. He might be a little dirty dog, but he's a dog. He played through injury. He settled those guys down, and he got them hooping. They came off fire in every game that he came back in. They came off fire. They came off shooting. They came off with that toughness that, no, we're not going away. We're not backing down. And I like that. And they played really that great. I would say it was not a zone defense, but they just clogged up the paint. That's why you can't – LeBron couldn't just flow into the paint and dominate like he usually do, which I attribute most of that to the ankle injury. But shout-out to the Suns. I think they're going to – I think they're going to beat the uh, Nuggets in the next round as I get to them. But the Nuggets, they beat the uh, Trailblazers 4-2 in their series, and they advanced to the next round of the playoffs. As I was watching this game, just imagine being a Trailblazers fan. Dang Lillard dropped 55 points. 55 points. And they still lost. Double overtime. He had both of the shots to send them there, and they still lost. I looked up the stats. I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to kill guys, but CJ McCollum, you're supposed to be the second star. Yeah, 18 points. You have to get to a certain point. I know Dame Lillard has dropped a little subliminals in this in this post game conference, and then on um, Instagram. Sam, how, saying how long should I stay dedicated? I think it's over. I think you get a new coach and not blow up the team, but one of those guys got to go. Because I'll be devastated too if I drop 55 points and my co-star, my second star, my all-star player only has 18. I mean, you got to assume the Nuggets are throwing the kitchen sink at him. Dame Lillard's getting doubled. In triple, probably. 18 points in, four, in six quarters, two overtimes? Come on. Come on. They just look the same. Nurkic, nope. Nurkic was getting fouled out and in foul trouble. He's a great player, but I don't – he isn't a Anthony Davis or a or a um, DeAndre Aiden or something like that. And that's not hatred. That's not – Hate on that player. Nurkic is a great player, but they're not going past the first or second round with that team, that coach. I hate it for Dame Lillard because he's a baller, but he's just got to get out of there. And the Nuggets just have had the better supporting cast. Jokic, I thought, yo, I thought the Blazers were gonna win yesterday night, but Jokic got it going. Got to start hitting those crazy shots, the floaters, looking like the guy at the YMCA just hooping. And I just I looked up. They just started hitting threes. Bang, Austin Rivers. Bang, Michael Porter Jr. Bang, and it was just five point lead or ten point lead, five point lead tied. They're up seven. And I was just like, whoo, Portland. That's 
And Jokic was dominant. He's the MVP, but he's just getting guys into foul trouble, getting guys open, hitting the open man. They were just playing good team basketball. And I just thought if the Trailblazers, Trailblazers lost, I mean, one yesterday, I still think the Nuggets would have won the series because I think it's kind of <laughs> – seeing that series, it was kind of like whoever wins the last game, whoever wins the second to last game is not going to win the next game. <laughs> but the Nuggets proved me wrong, and they, they played real. And I think Jamal really – Murray really really hurts them being gone in the next series against the Suns. And DeAndre Ayton is going to be key because how he plays defense against Jokic is going to determine if the Nuggets make it interesting or not because – as we saw in this series, Jokic could really dominate or hurt your center by giving them a foul trouble with his moves and just unorthodox game. But, but it's amazing. And as we get to these last two minutes before I look down, man, I'm just going to give my two. Ooh, I almost forgot. In other news, we do have um, Duke's head basketball coach, Mike Josefsky. Coach K, I'm sorry, I can't say his last name. Coach K is retiring out of the 2021 season. Duke has already picked his replacement in John Shire. And this news is really shocking because from the fact that the faces of basketball, college basketball is changing before our eyes. And in the past few months, Roy Williams, head coach at North Carolina, retiring. Wow. But I hope John Shire has a big new big shoes to fill and Hopefully he can continue that Duke train going, and Coach K will be missed by by NBA Olympics, really college basketball kids, because I think every every basketball player dreams of playing for Duke, uh, North Carolina, NC State, wherever. I mean, not NC State, uh, <laughs> Gonzaga, you know the Blue Bloods, Kentucky, and all that. But shout out to Coach K; he could really win a title this year and just ride out to the sunset like Peyton Manning. But Shout out to Coach K. Wish him the best after this season. Just wish him the best in this season. And and this is the last episode. I mean, not the last episode. This is the final segment of the, the Harris Huddle. I am your host, Jalen Harris. And we will catch you on the next episode.